Previously on the Sum News Podcast. Tom Daly posed naked on Twitter. Not the first time he's been disgraced. Apparently he once got paid to take a dive. Lance Armstrong's been stripped of his Tour de France titles, ordered to return the prize money, and has been given his left nut back. Jimmy Savile's family released a statement to the press. If you were in charge of reading that statement out, how tempting would it be to start by saying, oh, now then, I have a letter here, what says? And now, the conclusion... Mr. Stephen Allen's SumNews.co.uk, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Some News podcast number 38. Well, I'm okay, I guess. I'm just a bit grouchy. Well, you know, I've got this mild coffee addiction. Yes, mild. I'm not that bad. I could stop any time I want. Oh, come on. It's not like I'm selling my ass in Soho just for my next quad shot cappuccino. Not that anyone would buy my ass. Not after what a quad shot cappuccino does to me. But I've I've been getting withdrawal. Well, I've been avoiding Starbucks. Or evading it, whichever the legal one is. Yeah. You see, Starbucks have been fiddling things so they pay less tax in the UK. The receipt they give you in Starbucks tells you your VAT as a reminder of the fact that you're paying more tax than they are. I don't care if it's allowed. It's wrong. It's like those those quirky bylaws that say you can shoot a Welshman on a Sunday with a crossbow or whatever. Just because it's legal doesn't make it right. Well, you say no one would want to shoot people with a crossbow, but if I don't get a flipping coffee soon, I might. Anyway, in this edition, problematic wind in the US, a new leader for China, and a horrible story about a gravestone. Uh, let's crack on. Mr. Stephen Allen's Some News Podcast, the main news. The big story is a difficult one to talk about. Um, Hurricane Sandy. It's been very serious. I have to admit, it was more serious than I thought it was going to be. Uh, But I blame that on the name. If you name a hurricane after a character from Greece, you lighten the mood. It makes you think of a young, fanny-chinned John Travolta singing... just how bad this storm was going to be. Not only was the storm bigger than Hurricane Katrina, it was hitting states that the US government actually cared about. This was serious. By the time Sandy hit land, it had been downgraded from hurricane status. They were calling it Superstorm Sandy. Now, Superstorm isn't actually a category of storm. Sandy was a post-tropical cyclone, but that doesn't sound as scary. And America didn't want people thinking they had their asses handed to them by a post-tropical cyclone. Like the worst kind of food poisoning, what New York got was wet and windy. While most of the human cost was caused by the strong winds, it was the water that caused the bigger financial cost. Huge parts of the subway were filled with salt water, it damaged the infrastructure, it ruined equipment, and it may lead to some TV shows being badly affected. The water caused some serious problems. A hospital had to evacuate everyone, including the seriously ill patients, because of power cuts. It had a backup generator, but that was in the basement 
that flooded. Why didn't they have a flood-proof generator? So, you want to put the generator in the basement? What about the flooding? Hey, what am I, a schmuck? What do I need to worry about flooding for? We're on an island, you putz. I imagine everyone in New York talks like that. How will this storm affect the upcoming US election? Well, uh, as long as Obama doesn't make one of those classic mistakes, he could do well out of it. And by the way, the guide to not messing up a US disaster simply states... Step 1. Make sure you visit the affected areas, even if it's filled with the kind of people who live in New Orleans. Step 2. Don't refer to any bad guys as folks. And Step 3. Avoid pretzels. Hmm, maybe that guide was written for George W. Bush. Mitt Romney is already suffering from it. FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, are the people who step in to, well, manage the emergency I imagine. Uh, They've been helping out a lot of people. But a clip emerged of Mitt Romney talking about his plans to close FEMA down. Absolutely. Every time you have an occasion to take something from the federal government and send it back to the states, that's the right direction. And if you can go even further and send it back to the private sector, that's even better. He wants private firms to be in charge of rescuing people in an emergency. Thank you for calling America's Rescue Service Enterprises. How can we help you today? Yeah, I'm stranded. I'm in the subway. There's water coming in. Can I take your name? It's, it's Craig Johnson. I'm sorry, sir. You only have our basic package of cover. But the water is rising. I, I don't know how long I have. I'm afraid you're only covered for rescue from surface location, sir. Uh, if you have a credit card, we could upgrade you today. Credit card? The water is already up to my neck. And there's someone in here. Sadly, some people needed rescuing and some people didn't get it. Even though people were told to stay indoors, some still went out. So much so, this was one of their radio travel bulletins. If you are listening on the radio and you're thinking about getting on the parkway from 129 South, don't. If you're on the parkway between 129 South, get off. Um, This is not acceptable conduct. How good is that? After years of reading travel news myself, I never got to tell people off. That would have been great. Heading onto the M1, northbound delays after Junction 11 for Luton, because some dick in a BMW clipped the back of a transit he was undertaking like a total bellend. Like he's so important, he couldn't possibly wait for anyone else. I couldn't work out why people would do that. When you're told by the mayor not to leave your house for your own safety, why would you go outside? So, to find out, earlier on I spoke to our New York correspondent. Hello. Hello, Steve. How bad are things? Well... As you may be able to hear, these strong winds are... You're out in the storm. Yes, Steve. I'm here witnessing the true force of nature. You could have just told me what it was like from your studio. I would have believed you. Well, for authenticity, I decided to do this piece stood just feet away from potential death. But what happens if something goes wrong? It is a worry, as the emergency services have been overstretched. I bet they have. Yes, overstretched, mainly saving the lives of all the reporters that have been out here. All the reporters? So it's you lot? Yes, Steve. Most of the people breaking the curfew are journalists who need to stand in front of the thing they're talking about. Well, I think it's stupid, but if you're willing to stand in front of things to report on them, you're the bravest man I know. Thanks, Steve. But when it comes to standing in front of what you're reporting on, I'm not as brave as my colleague, Doug. Why? He's the NASCAR reporter. The Some News.co.uk podcast.
It's tempting to be America obsessed with the news at the moment. Sure, they were hit by Sandy, but serious storms hit the Far East all the time and we don't hear about that in the same way. And while America is having an election, equally importantly, there's going to be a change of leadership in China. It doesn't happen often, once a decade, when the communist state swaps the people in charge. President Hu Jintao and Prime Minister Wen Jiaobo have overseen China's growth into an economic powerhouse on the globe, but they've also been accused of not delivering on political reform. What do they have to say on it? To find out more, I'm joined by our China correspondent, who I believe has met one of the Chinese leaders. Hello. Uh, hello, Steve. So, did you get to speak to Hu Jintao or Wen Jiaobo? I think I did, Steve. You think you did? Did you talk to the president or the prime minister? Um, which one's which? Who is the president? Well, that's what I'm asking you. No, the president is who. If I knew, I wouldn't be asking. What are you on about? It's not what, it's who. Okay, grammar police. Who are you on about? The president. And who is the president? Yes, he is. He is what? Not what, who? That's what I'm trying to find out. Look, it's easy to sort this out. One visited the US six months before the other did a UK visit. Oh, so I want to know when. When is the Prime Minister? When is the Prime Minister what? It's not Prime Minister what, it's Prime Minister when. And who is the Prime Minister? No, who is the President, when is the Prime Minister? What are you asking me for? I don't even know who's who, let alone what's when. No, what isn't when, but who is the President? Well, that's what I'm trying to find out. The President is Hu Jintao. I'm sure he's very large in Tao, whatever that means, I don't speak Chinese. All I want to know is, he visited when? I'm sure he did. They work together. Who works together? Who and when? I don't know. He's on third. Hey? Yeah, never mind. The SomeNews.co.uk podcast. Here's a romantic story from Serbia. Not often you get to say that. A widower has honoured his late wife's last request by having a replica of her vagina etched into her tombstone. Yes, it's a replica. I mean, well... It's cold, hard, and doesn't respond when you touch it, but I never met the woman. Maybe it's spot on. Melina Marinkovic died three years ago. She left her husband, Milan, a letter explaining the reason for her strange request. She didn't want Milan looking at other women after she died. He's 72. He's not going to be chasing women. Just make your last request that he never gets on a motability scooter and you've sorted it. Uh, the letter said, I don't want you chasing other women. This way, you will always remember me. Well, he'll remember you when he looks at your tombstone but he'd probably remember you when he looked at that, even if you didn't have your clump embossed on it. You know, your name is written on it. That helps. Melina left detailed instructions, including photos, to ensure complete accuracy. Good, because they're different. I don't know if you know this, uh, but the shape of a lady's vagina is like a fingerprint. And by that, I mean it's unique. I don't mean you... You can use it to get access to high security buildings, although you probably you probably can. Um, however, her husband had a difficult time trying to find a stonecutter who would agree to the job, as most that he asked said the request was blasphemous. Well, it's his silly fault for telling the stonecutter what it was. Don't tell him it's your wife's chuff. Say it's a sculpture of your wife's eye after she got punched when she had hay fever or something. I don't know, but just think it through. Uh, the 72-year-old recently found a stonesman who was willing to do the tombstone engraving. Uh, he's pleased with the final result as well. Uh, the husband said, Now it's finished, I love it, and it's a really good likeness. And this way, a part of her will always be with me. Even when it's a strange part. I don't think I want to be remembered like that. For a man, it would be easier as well. You can buy kits where you can make a cast of your genitals. I don't want someone remembering me because of my todger paperweight. Especially if the paperweight was so small, papers still blow away, don't ask. But it makes you think, what would you like to be remembered for? I asked the question on Twitter... And here are some of the answers. 
A underscore Blythe said, being loved and caring. Oh, that's nice. At Rich Purse said, a gravy boat. I have no idea what that means. Good luck to you. Lisa underscore Wallace said, I'd like to be remembered for my achievements, for my happy personality, the differences I've made to the world. Oh, <laughs> we better get started, love. At Dal Payne said, I'd like to be remembered as an inspiration to at least one person at any one time. I need to maybe do something with my life. But it's, it's never too late to start, although it's getting that way. Lynn Ann M said, I would like to be remembered for, um, can't remember. You've reached that age, have you? I see. Blog Mella said, I can spread my toes like a monkey. That is a skill that you will probably be remembered for if you sign up to the right websites. Jackie Onions said she wanted to be remembered for being inappropriate. I don't blame you. I've been remembered for that. Well, there's a picture of my face up in a certain building. I can't enter again now. Emma Lou, 1980, for my effervescence. Does that mean some sort of fizzing thing? I think you can get a cream for that. Rosie Tien says, I would want to be remembered as a bad influence. And Ben Trigg Branch said, mix my ashes with some glitter and fire them out of a six pound cannon. Death does not matter, only what you do when alive. That's, that's quite, quite profound, actually. Although I'll say this, I would rather be fired out of a cannon when dead than alive. Maybe I'm just quirky like that. Each to their own. The sumnews.co.uk podcast. Just time for one of your letters. Uh, this one reads, Dear Steve, did you do anything scary for Halloween? Well, yes, I did, actually. I mean, normally, I'm not into things like this. But I've been, I've been in a weird place. And for various reasons. I went to see a medium. I know, I, I thought it was all rubbish, too. I went as a joke as much as anything else. But when I got there, there was something about the feel of the place. I didn't know what to expect, so I, I just went along with it, as this old, frail, gypsy-esque woman led me into a house from the rain. It was strangely cold. She lit candles and sat by me at an old oak table. The room had a smell of old books and, and something else. I explained that there was someone I missed, someone I had things I'd never said to them, and she smiled. When she started going into the trance, I, I didn't know where to look. She then made noises. Oh, she said, followed by a whoa. I didn't even smirk. I knew something was happening. I think I was starting to believe. Oh, I'm getting a message, she moaned as three of the candles flickered out. The storm outside grew and gave a thunderous clap. Said the medium. Go on, tell me, I shouted. I need to know. I have a letter here, what says? I said you can pack that in. I don't want anything fixing. I'm out of here. The sumnews.co.uk podcast. That's it for another episode. If you've enjoyed the podcast, subscribe. The details are at sumnews.co.uk. While you're there, why not click on an advert? Make me some money. Uh, oh, and make sure you follow me on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Allen. Till next time. Bye. The Some News Podcast. Get more at sumnews.co.uk.